Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Imagine a year where we review one of the best Christmas movies I've ever seen. Oh, ho, ho, that can't be this year now, can it, Sandra? The year is 2001. One, 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 one. And welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. Oh, it's the podcast where we review movies from 2001 in the order they came out in, but not just theatrical movies, we do Disney Channel original movies too. I don't know how to follow that one up. <laughs> oh, you are must be new to the North Pole. Welcome. My name is Sandro Claus. You must be... <laughs> The Elf Zack. Oh, yeah, that's me. Oh, I'm Elf Zack. I knew it. <laughs> I knew my intel was correct. <laughs> Your intel? Oh, shit. Yes, I am very well connected. Anyway, I'm, I'm new here. What's happening? Oh, well, we are going to review a movie. It's called Twas the Night. Uh, do we have to review that movie? That movie's shit. No, I, I I actually thought it was... I mean, I don't know if it was good, but it's definitely the most enjoyable Christmas movie I think I've seen since Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oh, uh, really? You're comparing it to Muppet's Christmas Carol? Because all wow, Christmas you're... movies suck. They're no! bad. Okay, er, no. okay, no, I'll change that. Best Christmas movie since The Santa Claus. Okay. They're uh, on the same level. Okay. They're on the same level. Okay, the Santa Claus... Yeah, uh, I disagree. I think the Santa Claus is a better movie. You see, when you dislike all Christmas movies, they're all the same to you, right? Yes, they are. So, for you, it's a bit hard to distinguish them, whereas I'm a bit more of a refined man. I like a good vintage Christmas movie. No, 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 know, no, no. By the fireplace. And I can tell when I've had a, a half-baked idea shoved into a Christmas movie. Because this one was rough. This is, a, this is a rough movie. The thing is, it had a lot of highs, but it was also more of a consistent low, I feel. Mm, I would say a consistent so bad it was entertaining. <laughs> it was pretty entertaining, <laughs> I'll give it that. I, this is, what the <laughs> hell? First of all, this screenplay is terrible. The script is awful. Uh, they have absolutely no idea how technology works. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. It's, it's also just like... Why? But I think that makes it so much better than most Christmas movies, because here's my thing. 
I hate Christmas movies, uh, but I particularly hate Christmas movies that are like, the spirit of Christmas is going to shave that fuck off. No, it's not. Um, uh-huh. So I like Christmas movies that are about dumb magical stuff, like the Santa Claus. That's about dumb magical stuff. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I think Christmas Carol is pretty good as well because it's a pretty good story. But I like dumb fantasy Christmas stuff. And this was really mm. dumb uh, sci-fi stuff. This is this is very confusing. It alludes that there is magic, but it only uses tech on screen. Mm. So so really, this this movie is a sci-fi movie. Yeah, no, it is. It alludes to there being reindeer, right? Mm. And clearly, they must be magical reindeer, or else, or maybe they have jetpacks or something. We don't know. It's never explained. Yes, but there is a magic of Christmas something something. But instead, it just goes with technology. So this is a, a sci-fi solves everything. Yes, which I think is great. I love that uh, Santa Claus has sci-fi technology that also uh, hooks up to laptops for some reason. Yeah. And it's just, I it's very funny. I like the concept. I like the concept a lot. I think it's it, like, if this was done in a better movie... I think I could have enjoyed this a lot. No, in a better movie, this would be the fucking Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus film, and that sucks. So... (laughs) (laughs) Well, you just hate all Santa movies. So it doesn't help. Also, I don't think that this is great, by the way. I I just want to put that out there. Okay. I'm mostly joking that I think that this is good, but also I enjoyed this a lot, so... (laughs) I hate you. I hate you, Sandro. Why did you pick this stupid film? Why did I have to watch so many Christmas films? Uh... I'm more of a fan of Christmas films than you are, apparently. Yeah, I hate them. Yet I... I hate this. This sucks. I hate you, I hate the stupid Santa, I hate the stupid child that's the smart one that just names technology and adds numbers on the end because it's 2001 and no one knows how technology works, yet it's the whole basis of how this film I love that. I love that this movie's like, oh, we'll have tech play a massive part, but we've got no idea how it works. Yeah, (laughs) they have no idea. Like... The, the Pokeball that shrinks things makes sense because it's wild sci-fi technology. So it's like Santa's computer is running his sleigh and uh, he intercepts a virus that is just a PNG of a skull. Um, I laughed every single time they did something like that. That added to the experience for me. That added to it. I groaned and died a little on the inside every yeah, it time. Sounds I more did like a you like problem this. than a me problem. <laughs> anyway, let's do some uh, stuff up top before we jump into the review. Uh, starting with the fact that Zach, you were on an episode of Aussie Nerds Talk Stuff. Was I? You were. You might have blacked out. You probably don't remember it. Yeah, I thought it was just another episode of this podcast. Oh, that's because I was there. And also, Reese, who's on this show sometimes. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, we reviewed all of season one of The Rings of Power, that Lord of the Rings show that cost a billion dollars. And should it have cost a billion dollars? We'll find out on the episode. Link in the description. I was far too nice to that during, because you guys were pretty positive. but eh, Reasonably. I was like, at the end, oh yeah, I kind of hated it. I should have probably been a bit more negative. It's weird how that happens when I stepped out and I was like, wait, 
kind of hated it. <laughs> Why didn't I say that? <laughs> oh, well. Uh, but there is a link in the description for that. Uh, we're doing House of the Dragon 2. That came out on Wednesday, I think. Uh, but I'll also, talking about Wednesdays, coming out this Wednesday on Patreon, it's the Friday the 13th review, the start of a new mega series. A new mega series? Well, we did it for Police Academy, and now we're doing it for Friday the 13th. What? And there's even more Friday the 13th. There's almost double the amount than there is for Police Academy. Oh, God. <laughs> I really hope this doesn't go Police Academy on us. Because by the end of Police Academy, I never want to see another Police Academy film ever again. I mean, it's going to be the same movie over and over again, just like Police Academy. Yes. But I think this one's going to be better. Surely! <laughs> well, well, it's... As I, as I think I said in the episode, it's... Um, Sometimes it's okay to do, like, bad horror, right? Because then it can become funny. Yeah. Where if you do bad comedy, the problem is that it isn't funny. It's not funny in the first place. Yeah, yeah, which is the problem with it, which means it can go kind of nowhere. Yeah. Which is a bit unfortunate. Um, and uh, it's time for the big one. All the last three weeks we've been teasing what we're doing next year, saying, oh, we'll reveal it at the start of December. And Zach, what day is it? Uh, it's the 27th of November. No, it's not. <laughs> that is not the day. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. You jest, sir. What, what, day, is what day is this? It's, it's the... Wait, when is this? It's the 5th of December. The 5th of December? Whoa! Yes. We totally missed the 1st of December. Yikes. Uh, okay, we did. We, we both... kind of did, actually. But it's time to reveal what we're doing next year. Do you remember what the hints were? I can't. I don't really remember them. <laughs> Uh, so we hinted that we weren't going to do another 2000 year. Yep, that's right. <laughs> because I was like, fuck that. <laughs> then I think we revealed that we're going to do something uh, older. Oh, older than we've ever done before. And then I think the last hint was that we were going to do something that we hadn't done before. Like not just pick one year. Yes. We are changing the format, and that is true. For now, we can reveal what we are doing. We're quitting. We're leaving. We're out of here. Fuck you guys. That's it. That's the show. <laughs> we're done. No, surprisingly not. We're actually going to do a fifth year of this podcast, which is surprising what? for our sanity. Um, <laughs> but, but. No, no, here's the thing. We don't need to be sane to do this podcast, <laughs> I feel. Well, I mean, look, 2001's been terrible. Uh, not the quality of the episodes, but these movies are fucking terrible, and I hate them. Yeah, this was a mistake. What we're doing next year is we're actually going to be doing some good movies, kind of, and some bad ones too. But we are going to be doing more good movies than we usually do, because mm. we are doing not just one year, we are doing 49 years. What? Yes, we are covering... One movie from each year, starting from 1920, going all the way to 1969. Oh my goodness, that's so many movies though, Sandro. It, it, like, we would have to do, what, 59 movies each week? That's insane! No, no, no! You fool! <laughs> what you see, we are not picking, like, one movie each week from those years. We are picking oh. one movie 
per year. Oh, We're doing one year a week right. and one movie from that year. That makes sense. I probably should have picked up on this thing as we've been talking about this for the last couple of months of what we're going to be doing. But but now, now I understand actually what we're doing and the format we're going with. So each week... So, so sorry, I just need to clarify this. Yeah. Each week, yes. we're going to do one movie from one year going in ascending order. Yes! <laughs> I'm talking like a wizard. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't, I think it's the Santa Claus thing. I don't know. Oh, right, yeah. He is a bit of a wizard. So what, what year are we starting at? Well, we will be starting... In the year 1920. Whoa. A good year to start, because it means that we end on 1969. Hey! But no, it's going to be exciting to watch cinema grow. We'll start in the silent era. Oh, that's then true. Then we'll get some audio, and then we're going to be getting some colour later on. It's going to be great. Can't wait for sound. Can't wait for audio. You can't wait for audio. Oh yeah, how are the silent films going to work? I wonder if they've got like a pre-recorded soundtrack, or if we're going to have to find a fan-made soundtrack for the silent movies. No, 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 no. That'll ruin the cinematic experience. What? No, when you go and see a silent movie, there's a man on a piano playing along to the movie. That's how you watch silent movies. Exactly. So we're going to need to hire a man to play piano while we're watching it. Oh my god, I cannot wait to be watching Charlie Chaplin and hi- and hire some guy doing a piano cover of Bangarang the entire time. Bam! So anyway, that's what we're doing next year. Also, um, we're probably changing the episode format because I don't know if we want to do synopsis reviews considering that most of these movies are going to be like well-known. Mm. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure that out when we get to it. Well, there you go. That's what that's what we're doing next year. What are we doing right now? Well, right now we've got to do Twas the Night. Speaking of uh, all those great movies that we're going to be doing next year and to see how they have aged throughout the years, all those classics and some probably not classics because it's us. We'll pick some bad films for sure. Yeah. But, oh, all that art that we've got in the future. Now let's talk about Twas the Night. Uh, yeah. Speaking of art, or should I say fart? Oh, <laughs> well, what else came out? This week that I could have chosen. Your other choices, which you could have chosen. Beethoven's Fourth. Hmm, art. Which is, yes, arty, although it's not the Beethoven we know and love. It's Beethoven the dog, which we all collectively hate. No, I love Beethoven the dog. He uh, accidentally switches place with a lookalike dog and wreaks havoc at a rich family's house. You know what? I would have picked that. Because I used to love the Beethoven movies on Channel 7 back in the day. Yes. Uh, but I would have had to watch for four movies, so no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we could have we done it so you only needed to watch, like, the first one or something. Unless, unless they, like, canonically link up the movies, which I heavily doubt. What? <laughs> I'm sure that the character arc of Beethoven... Uh, grows and grows. How many did they make? I'm sure they made like seven of those movies. Too many. Moving on while you look that up. Yes. We have No Man's Land, which is about a vigilante border patrol turns fatal. Now, how many Beethoven movies are there? Uh, There are eight Beethoven movies and an animated TV show. I think I've watched the animated TV show. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever seen a movie. But I've watched the the Beethoven TV show. Oh my god, D. Bradley Baker, who voices the clones, is the voice of Beethoven? Does Beethoven talk in the later movies? Fuck, I don't want to watch them ever in my life. 
<laughs> oh my god, there's a Christmas one. No! <laughs> Beethoven does Christmas. All right, it's on the list. Oh my god, yeah, Beethoven talks in the final two films of the Beethoven saga. That's wild. Uh, and then we had uh, Ocean's Eleven, which you could have chosen, but you didn't choose. Instead, you chose another stupid Christmas film. I have no regrets. Uh-huh. I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone and I found a Christmas movie that I would recommend to at least one you have human being. zero regrets. I've you got have no, no regrets. regrets. I didn't fall asleep on the couch watching this movie yesterday. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, and I said that I wanted to do one more Disney Channel movie. And look, we've done three of them. And even though one of them was horribly racist, they were all very <laughs> uh, not boring. So They weren't boring. I'll give them that. They were interesting in some way. Although, good Lord, I... Oh, this movie was painful. Well, speaking of painful, uh, this film was released in December. And I hate that month. It's the worst month. Whoa. Uh, December the 7th. Shout out to people born December. Sandro hates you. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, it's all daddy issues. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, so, yes. December 7th in 2001 on the Disney Channel, obviously. they um. This is one of the only Christmas movies that they seem to play every year, according to really? a few sources. They play this one uh, all the time on the Disney on the Disney Channel. It's also incredibly easy to find on Disney+. Plus. I had no issues finding this one at all. Whereas uh, sometimes we do a movie, it's on Disney+. Plus. I've got to search the entire name to find it. With this one, I just put in Twas and it showed up instantly. Yeah. Uh, we've got a bunch of writers on this, all known for great children entertainment. We've got Jenny Tripp, who wrote on The Lion King. Great, great movie. Oh. Nah. That movie sucked. I hated it. Uh, well, then we've also got Jim Lincoln, great family entertainer, wrote on the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show. Ah. Oh. So, oh, wonderful, wonderful. Hated that one. That one sucks. And, of course, Dan Studney, uh, who wrote Reefer Madness, the movie musical. So, great kid writers. Great kid-friendly writers. Yeah, actually, that one was pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> you like Reefer Madness? Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, yeah. One of my all-time favourites. Uh, it's directed by Nick Castle, who's directed The Last Starfighter, which I remember watching two years ago for the pod. It was like an alternate option, and I was like, I'll give this a watch. And it was not very good, but it was definitely a movie. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, the kid plays an arcade game and then gets recruited by, like, aliens. Um, yeah, to do, do yeah, space battles for him. Yeah, that movie's all right. That movie's, it's a, it's a kid's film, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also directed Dennis the Menace, which is, is pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. Yep. I used to have it on VHS, and I watched it once, and I went, it's pretty good. Yep. And then I lost the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. That checks out. Um, he also helped write Hook, which is a good film. Hook's good. Oh, Hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. That was, that was genuinely good. Uh, and he did Escape from New York, really good uh, comedy action film. Um, oh, and he played Michael Myers in the original Halloween movie. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I probably should have mentioned that first. Yeah, yeah he's Michael Myers. What? <laughs> Michael Myers directed this movie. Michael Myers directed this film? He's in the new ones, too. He's like the, uh, he does the breathing. Like, he's like the voiceover for the breathing oh, in the new movies. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they get a, someone who's slightly bigger than him in the actual suit. But yeah, 
Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah, no, this movie was pretty horrifying. It was. <laughs> this was directed by Michael Myers. What the fuck? That's weird. That's so weird to think <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, you just thought about it. Like, wait a minute. I mean, it would make more sense if it was directed by Freddy Krueger because it's a bloody nightmare. This movie's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for, for, for the cast, uh, Josh Zuckerman is the main character. Danny. Ah, oh, good old Dan the man. Dan the man. Oh, he's just a kid. He's a bit of a rebel. He's a prankster. Uh, he's a scam artist. He's a crypto enthusiast. <laughs> he's a crypto bro. If, if, if this movie was made now, they would all be into, like, crypto th- thrifting and, like, all that sort of thing. Yeah, so he is not in many things, Josh Zuckerman. Uh, he's just in a few random TV shows before this movie. After this movie... He was in a sci-fi kids show called Kyle XY. Uh, yep. He was also in Desperate Housewives, which is also a sci-fi show. <laughs> yeah! Ah, oh, Desperate Housewives is my favourite sci-fi TV show. Uh, recently, he is the voice of the title character in an animated TV show called It's Pony! Oh, God. I hate that. You want to know the synopsis for It's Pony? Uh, No, but you're going to tell me anyway. (laughs) I've got it in my notepad. (laughs) Ah, no. Please do tell. It's Pony follows the life of Annie as she does her best to cope in her parents' farm. Luckily, she's got a pony. He may not be the best pony, but he is hers. Pony adores her as well but his optimism and enthusiasm often leads to the pair in unexpected and unwanted situations. I hate everything. (laughs) And especially Dan the Man, a.k.a. The Pony. He's just a pony boy. What voice do you think he does? No, what do you mean, Annie? Not that. I think he just speaks normally. Oh, maybe a bit more enthusiastically than he does in this film. I he's fine in this. No, 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 no. Like, like, no, no, no. I think he's fine. No, no, no. Like on purpose. Oh, okay. But, but in that, like, as kids, his pony's probably like, "Whoa, yeah, let's go, let's do this, yeah." I'm optimistic. I'm gonna jump into this barbed wire fence. Oh no, going. not the, the pony in a barbed wire fence. Oh my goodness, my endless optimism has caused vital damage to my eternal oh, organs. No. no. <laughs> That would be really funny, but also sad if it's like a kid's movie about like a toy that comes to life, but the toy is constantly trying to put itself in the garbage (laughs) and the kids. Oh, no, we should we should make a film. We should we should make a film. It's just this toy that's like, I'm trash End me. (laughs) Speaking of um, ending, uh, Brian Cranston is Nick. Uh, he was in uh, Saving Private Ryan before this, plus a bunch of uh, soap operas. Uh, the year before this, in 2000, he started playing the dad in Malcolm in the Middle, which is great sitcom. Yes, very good. And he's the dad in that. Then, obviously, went on to be Walter White uh, in Breaking Bad. Yeah. And it's kind of insane seeing him here. It's it's funny. It, it, it's, always, it's always insane seeing... A-list actors mm. before they became A-list actors. He does comedy and stuff even now, I think. He yeah, he does, does a little that. bit here and there. But, like, 
it's big A-list stuff because they have to fork out the cash for him. Yeah, well, yeah, like, now he's, like, like, now he's known as an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas back then, he's, like, a, he's just a, he's an actor, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's not an actor, he's an actor. He's an actor, mate, an actor. Um, I thought he was, he is great in this. He's, yeah, yeah. Honestly, probably why I enjoyed this so much is because of him and one other one other character that we'll get to. Um, I thought they were fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought he was really good. He he definitely carried every scene he was in, mm. uh, which was pretty great. The other character I loved was Jefferson Mappin, who plays Santa Claus. This I is one of the it. best Santa Clauses I've seen on screen, because he is an oaf. Uh, it's great. He hasn't done anything, this actor. He's the bad guy in one of the Death Wish sequels, and that's about it. Right. So you're saying one of your favourite actors in the film has done nothing else. Oh, he's in a western called Unforgiven, uh, but I don't think it's a main role. Yeah. I would watch uh, sequels to this movie where it's just (laughs) him on adventures. This is, like, next to Tim Allen, this is a great version of Santa. He's got, like, sci-fi gadgets. All his reindeer are sick with the flu, so he's got a sci-fi sleigh he doesn't know how to use. Okay, okay. He's got, like, two sci-fi gadgets. He's Mm. got his little... Pokeball that does several different magical things. It does. And he's got the sleigh. Otherwise, he has like a headset mic. Yeah, headset Santa. That's not that's not exactly a sci-fi gadget, although maybe it more was back in the day. Maybe. And then he's got an onboard computer which doesn't work very well. He's got a website, but he couldn't get SantaClaus.com, so it's sclaus2.com. That that is funny. <laughs> that is funny. And the most realistic part of that film, I feel. It's great. It's great. He's just a jolly man. He's been in auto drive. For so long, and then when he finally meets some kids, he's like, "Oh, actually, I need to step up my game. I'm, you know, I've been seeing the world in a black and white way. I'm Santa Claus. I need to change." And I'm like, "You know what? That's a that's pretty good Santa movie. Pretty good Santa movie where Santa is confronted by how shit he is. How did he go this long by being this much of a fuck up? Though? <laughs> that's the real question. We've it's seen like, the Santa you... Claus. He's he's terrible in those too. Oh yeah, no. Uh, the Santa Claus is a sequel to this film. This guy dies and then Tim Allen takes over? <laughs> yeah, he dies at the start of the Santa Claus. Yeah, because that that totally checks out. Yeah, yeah, because he's just a giant oaf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, makes sense now, because he's an incompetent idiot. Uh, oh, and the parents are also kind of notable actors. Uh, the dad is Barclay Hope. Uh, p- people will know him from Riverdale, but the mum is Tori Higginson, who is Dr. Elizabeth in Stargate Atlantis. The entire time I was like, oh my god, she's from Stargate Atlantis. That show that people hate, but I think is a, it's actually not that bad. I mean, it's not good. Oh, like Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like an episodic sci-fi from the early 2000s, and none of them are great. But Stargate Atlantis oh, was very fun. Stargate? Stargate's pretty good. Oh, and young Carl Kim plays Elliot, uh, who was a Canadian Football League player, uh, and he's in this as the strong guy. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. He he wasn't the most intimidating big guy. No. I think I've seen. He just has, he looks friendly. I'm not going to lie. He looks like a friendly guy. (laughs) He did, actually. looks like a nice guy. Uh, So it was funny seeing him trying to be tough. Uh, no idea how much this cost or how much it made, no taglines, uh, and no critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, because it's only got four reviews. 
but I had a look. Two of them are positive. Two of them are negative. It's a 50 percenter. I mean, that's pretty bad if, if, if you've only got four reviews. Actually, actually, that means nothing. Yep. Nothing means anything. You could have rated this once and it would then be a 75 percenter. Uh, the audience score, though, 36 percent, which is odd. I thought this would be... Because if you're watching this, you would have seen this as a kid on TV. Are you sure, Sandra? There's no way you're like us and your adults actually wanting to watch this for the first time. Are you sure, Sandra? Or are you not thinking of those poor family parents who have to take care of a child and have to put on whatever shit's on TV just so their child's entertained and are forced to sit down and watch garbage like this (laughs) that you make other people watch, Sandro, and have to suffer with the rest of us. No, And their only outlet... Their only outlet is to go on Rotten Tomatoes and leave a negative review because their stupid child made them watch the movie 175 times. I mean, I would watch this once with my child and I would be like, yes, now you can watch it on your own. Go and watch it however many times you want. Um, But I think if I watch this with my kid one time, I would enjoy it. Yeah. But also, I would be laughing the whole time and that might ruin their enjoyment. So, I'm not entirely oh, sure. No, no, no. I feel like you laughing would make them enjoy it more, I feel. Maybe. Really get that kid, like, loving so bad it's good from the get-go, you know? Yeah, yeah. Show that kid hard tickets to Hawaii. You, you want to say... You wouldn't understand, you see, them getting in the hot tub's funny, right? Because (laughs) they do it for no reason, alright? They get naked for no reason for an exposition scene, because the director knows that this is a boring scene, so he makes it not boring by having the nakedness be on screen, and the kid's like... see, it's really funny. I feel like if, like, actual kids that grew up watching this movie were to review it, they'd rate it a bit more positive, but they haven't grown up yet. They're still children. Uh, it'd be our age, but okay. <laughs> I Look, no one reviews Rotten Tomatoes things until they're at least 35 to 40, right? Definitely, yes. So they've got another 10 years before they leave a Rotten Reviews score. Once they do, this movie's going to get tons of positive ratings, I'm sure about it. This movie will, yeah, this is, we're going to help the movie now. Yeah, yeah, We've done yeah. an episode on it. People are going to go check it out and be like, you know what? Oh, absolutely. This was a movie that I saw. And then they'll give it a 2.5 star rating. (laughs) (laughs) And that will average out the score to around a 50%. Yeah, which is what we need. That's what we want. More indecision in the world. Hello, I'm Dane. Uh, I'm Luke. And this is What's New Barkeep. Have you ever wondered what was in a Long Island iced tea, a buttered toffee, or a cosmopolitan? Or, better question, how does it taste? In this podcast, we answer those questions you were afraid to ask your barkeep. We plunge headfirst into the recipes, discovering the ones that are good, bad, or never again. Along the way, we also talk about things you would talk to your friends about in the bar. Whether it's video games, D&D, anime, movies, and TV. Who knows, you might even catch us on Trivia Night. Be sure to catch us every Friday at noon to plan for your happy hour. So let us find out if the poison you picked is actually poison. Be sure to drink responsibly. And have a good one. Alright, let's do the fucking movie. 
Let's Ooh. get right into the plot. Uh, but f- before the plot, we got the font, and the font is incredible. Yeah? So you've got the words twas and night in like kind of regular, you know, cartoony sort of. They, uh, they appear on screen and they're like, they look quite nice. They look quite nice. But then the the is imprinted on a giant Christmas bauble that goes blowing towards the screen oh, and then out again. Yeah, mm. yeah. And they use that effect so many times during the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, the the two thousand this is very two thousand and one. Oh yeah. It's got um it's got your typical tropes. The two that stand out, sound effects and the technology and not understanding technology but making a movie about technology and yes. using the fact that you don't understand technology to use it as an excuse for doing anything you want because that's what you think technology does. I love it. I love this era of when people had no mm. idea how to use technology and they made hacking movies about it. Yeah. And it's just it's it's very funny to watch now. It's funny. It, it is funny nowadays going back and watching those movies because every, almost everyone nowadays has a better knowledge of technology just on average. Just like the average Joe has a better grip on technology than nearly all the people that lived back then. Nearly all the writers from 2001, yeah. Oh, no, definitely the writers, but <laughs> like... It's it's just kind of insane that I have a way better understanding of technology than these people back then who were actively writing about it and trying to make things about it, you know? I love it. I love that this was an era of cinema when someone could put, I need to download more RAM into their hacker movie and people <laughs> don't question it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. People would go and see it and be like, yep. Oh, he absolutely needed to download more RAM. <laughs> yeah. Once he had some more RAM downloaded, he could absolutely defeat that bad guy in a hacking off where they out-hack each other. Anyway, the actual plot of this movie, uh, we see the family. The nice family. Uh, you, you've got Danny. Oh, he's a bit of a typical teenager. There's actually nothing unique about Danny in the slightest. Oh, he's a bit of a... Average teenager, average person. Yeah, he he's he's not even that like spectacular. There, there's the start of this movie. By the way, is a big rhyme. It's like a big little little song. It was like t- the night before Christmas, right? Yeah, except he's changed it all to stuff about his family. So, so he talks about his like sister, his brother, uh, and his mum and dad, and his uncle. Mm. Um, and he all gives them like the basic rundown. Yeah. Uh, so we got the sister. She's smart. She's very smart. Obnoxiously bright. Yes, more obnoxiously bright than smart because uh, all that she does is say things that sound smart, but do not progress the mm. plot in the slightest. <laughs> the whole point is she's good with laptops and computers, right? Because she's smart, and smart people automatically know how to use technology, Sandro. Yeah, she's studying quantum physics and knows how to hack. Yeah. They're two di- very different things. That's because she's so intelligent, Sandra. Oh, she's so smart. She's so smart. She's so smart. She, uh... No, she has two moments where her brain's coming useful. So they go to, the, like, the laptop store. Mm. And they get a laptop. And then she can use it to do a hack. It's great. And then, and then later on, she has to hook up the laptop 
to something that we'll get into because it's kind of a spoiler. But mm. they, she does that, and that saves the day. If it were for her and her big brains, this whole movie would be doomed. Uh, we've got the younger brother. The younger brother loves his older brother. Really looks up to Danny, and that's a bit of a problem because Danny's a bit of a scammer. And Danny's like, "I'm going to sell you all these toys if you give it, give me your pocket money, younger brother." And the parents are like, "Don't do that, fucking hell!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, Danny, don't thrift your brother. <laughs> Come on. I liked when he's like, "It's okay, Danny. You you can shake me down anytime." And Danny's like, oh, "I yeah. never want to hear you say that again." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, they call him Shake Him Down. Yeah, that's right. Because he shakes down his brother because he doesn't realise that it's actually Christmas Eve. Yeah! He thinks that it's one day before Christmas Eve. And he thinks this is a reasonable amount of time to go and get Christmas presents. Mm. You fucking idiot, Dan. Is this your first fucking Christmas? It doesn't matter if it's the day before Christmas Eve. The whole thing's going to be fucking packed. You should have bought these presents weeks ago. Weeks ago. There's no Amazon in 2000. Well, there is. But there's no Amazon delivery in 2001. Yeah. Can't just order a fucking um, greatest Italian hits of 1964 on tape and give that to your uncle. <laughs> Although he would greatly appreciate it, obviously. Nick loves that. Yeah, his uncle is Uncle Nick. Now, Uncle Nick is a bit of a Ah. con artist. And his dad's like, Danny, you're growing up to be like Uncle Nick. You shouldn't do that. He's a con artist. And Danny's like, no, dad, he's an entrepreneur. And the dad's (laughs) like, oh, okay, fine. Then he's a con artist with a laptop. (laughs) Which still lives up to this day. An entrepreneur is a con artist with a laptop. That's true. That definition has not changed. Right, who are the biggest uh, entrepreneurs? Elon Musk, he's just a con artist. He hasn't oh. had an original thought in his entire life. Anybody who identifies as a crypto bro. <laughs> yeah, they're all con artists. They're all definitely con artists. I mean, I know a couple, but they're con artists. <laughs> yeah, they're con artists. Every single one of them. I'm pretty sure my uncle's one. Anyway, he's, he's a con artist. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, your Uncle Nick, obviously. Yeah, my Uncle Nick. <laughs> After we get the intro with the family, we see Uncle Nick. He's being held captive by a bunch of uh, fellow crypto bros that he scammed into buying Dogecoin. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He invested their money in Dogecoin. <laughs> and they're like, fucking give us our money back, mate. And he's like, oh, with every investment, there are risks. And I was like, oh, no, he is a crypto bro. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, but you can easily get your money back if you buy this NFT. Oh, no. No. You can get into exclusive events if you own this PNG. Just don't, just don't copy paste it. Yeah, you can be like Justin Bieber and buy a bored ape for one point five million dollars, and now it's worth like a couple thousand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, be like Justin Bieber. <laughs> you like Justin Bieber? It's two thousand and one. Was yeah. he popular yet? I, I, I think he was born, but he's <laughs> definitely not anywhere in the public eye. <laughs> what was that? Two thousand and ten, I think. Justin Bieber? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember when Baby came out. It was around then. Baby Justin Bieber, you're saying 2010? It was it was 2010. Fucking hell! There we go. Boom, dab. 
Uh, so yeah, he's gonna get money to them by Christmas night or whatever, or else they're gonna do something. They won't beat him up, because they're not- well, they've got Elliot, who's the muscle, but all that he does is grabs Brian Cranston's nose. Yeah, he holds him by the nose, which does look like it would hurt. It would hurt, but that's not threatening. <laughs> no, but it's implied- like, the whole thing is it's implied violence, Yeah, right? exactly. They don't actually do- anything in this film because it's a kid's film right but it's implied that they'll beat the shit out of him you know they'll they'll break his bones they'll send him to the uh to the hospital potentially kill him mm. you know in front of his family but it's a kid's film so don't think about that so yeah then he goes over to his brother's house and he's like hey i'm gonna be here and they're like well it's it's good that you're here because we were just called into the hospital. I'm a doctor and my wife is probably also a doctor. And um, Yeah, you didn't mention the parents earlier. We had the whole, like, we went through every character. We didn't mention the parents. This is because they have no role in the film whatsoever. They spent one day on set. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Their whole thing is they're like, oh, he's the good brother. And uh, Uncle Nick is the bad brother. And then... There is the wife, and they are both doctors, and those two are the parents of the kids, and then, at the start of their film, they immediately leave. They go to work because of the reindeer flu, which uh, was probably caused by Santa's reindeer, which I love that that is a part of this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was, that was a good, like, B-plot that's happening in the background that's just never... That is actually good. Oh! I discredit this movie. This credits uh, this movie is a bit smarter than I thought. The problem with this movie is that it's so sincere. I think if it was just a stupid all-out comedy, this would be amazing. Mm. But because they are trying to be mm. an actually good family movie, they've got to be sincere and there's got to be like wholesome moments, and that completely kind of tanks a bunch of the film. <laughs> but- oh, I hate it. I hate it. I want the end of the film for like Santa to crash, and then it cuts to like a news report that like <laughs> Christmas. Christmas has skipped this year. <laughs> Nobody got any presents. Uh, so while babysitting, Uncle Nick's on his computer, and oh my god, uh, the bad guys hack a- and they do a video call. Like, <laughs> hack into his laptop and they do a video call what? because they have his email address. What? <laughs> so they have his email, which allows them to hack into his laptop from anywhere. Yes, and video call him. Yeah, and then video call him, which was definitely not a pre-recorded video. No. Um, and and then, uh, like, threaten him over this video call. And find his lo- location too, which... Oh, yeah. They say the wrong name for how to find someone's location, but they actually kind of got that correct. What is, what is that? Because they didn't say IP address, they said web address, which is a website, not your IP. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they kind of got the we can hack and see where you are thing. Yeah. They got that kind of correct, but they used the wrong terminology. Oh, yes. They used the wrong terminology quite a bit. And um, how the fuck did you do that by knowing their email? (laughs) Obviously, it would make sense if they sent him an email, right? And then he replied. Yeah, or opened a dodgy link, right? Yeah. You know, done something stupid, but uh, of course, didn't do that. And then, oh, the best bit is, you see, Brian Cranston's ready for this. He's prepared. 
He's been conning people with NFTs for a long time mm-hmm. now. He and he knows how to get rid of them. He gets his favorite NFT, the Skull.png NFT. And he sends them, and he clicks and drags it on screen to them. And, of course, by the power of NFT, they are destroyed. <laughs> they are destroyed. So, okay. So, <laughs> what the movie says is happening is he's got this super powerful virus on his desktop that he can drag into the video call and send to their computer to stop the video call from happening. They're like, we're tracking your location. So yeah. he drag and drops a virus on the video call. Oh, no, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you, you're discrediting it. Obviously, he's sending them a file over like a Skype format, right? Sure, but they would still need to open it. Ah, uh, unless the actual link itself had like some binary code programmed into it mm, that maybe. takes advantage that takes advantage of this old program that doesn't have anti like code uh, measures in it. Yeah. So it reads the message that's being sent and then copies the code and it opens itself. Right. I mean, potentially. That's things that you could do back in then because uh, machines and stuff didn't have anti-virus uh, software like that that would stop. So you could actually send links and other things that could immediately open themselves and do stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, um, it's just they com- also completely got it wrong. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But instead, what happened on screen was we watched someone drag a PNG over a, a video call. And give them a virus. Now, this virus, though, it's so powerful. It's the virus to end My God. viruses. And yes, Nick sends it to the bad guy and it stops their computer. But in doing so, the virus is out there in the interwebs. And it also... Infects Santa's electric sleigh. <laughs> I believe it infects every piece of technology within a 20 mile radius. Which just happens to be Santa's sleigh. He's above their house at that very moment. Wow, what a coinkadink. And also, what? <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> How does virus work? Is it like an EMP? <laughs> I think this virus is an EMP. Which is funny, because like, even today... Movies explain what an EMP is because they don't think that, like, the audiences know what an EMP is. We all know what an EMP is, movie writers, but they still keep explaining it. Or at least we get the basic concept. Electromagnetic pulse. Yeah. We get it. We know what it is. Big, big magnetic pulse, boom. All technology, it fucks with them because they have full of electronics. Exactly. And magnetic... Uh, forces mess around with them. And that's why I respect this movie, because it's got an EMP in it, but it doesn't explain what an EMP is. It just calls it a virus. <laughs> yeah, that's because they, because the writers don't know what an EMP is. <laughs> they don't understand how technology works, Sandro. The reason writers explain it later uh... on is because they actually know something about it. No, they Googled it, and then they were like, oh, that works, and they just put it in their movie. Yeah, yeah, oh, they Googled it, <laughs> and then talk down to people... Like, yeah. we couldn't just Google it ourselves. Oh my god, I love that this mega virus takes Santa out of the sky. Yep, very dumb. So all of Santa's reindeer are sick, so he's got a new electric sleigh that just so happens to have the same controls as, like, a joystick console or, like, video game, you know? God, I sure hope that comes back at some point in the next ten minutes, because... 
because one of the characters, mainly one of the two main characters, either the young nephew or the uncle, plays a lot of video games. Oh. Oh, and also the sleigh runs off a laptop? Uh, uh, no, it's not a laptop. It's an onboard computer, Sandro. It's very different from a laptop. It would make so much more sense because uh-huh. it's like an electric sleigh. Uh-huh. But we have electric cars. Uh-huh. And they don't run off computers. They don't need hard drives in them. I think they do, though, Sandro. They do have an onboard computer, most Teslas. Yeah, but only for, like, the like the, the, the radio and shit, right? It's not for the actual, like, the movement of the car, is it? Well, for self-driving technology, you need a computer. Well, it's just yeah. self-driving, true. But this isn't self-driven. This sleigh is manual. Oh, that's true. That's true. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of self-driving cars. Yeah, like Teslas. I still also think most cars these days come with an onboard computer, just for like a radio display and other things like that. Mm, the GPS and all that, which in this movie they call global positioning satellite because they don't know what a GPS <laughs> is. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. They do just say GPS is one thing. Yeah, that's funny. Also, who built this? The elves are making toys. They're not making fucking computer. Did he get this from, like, the CIA? <laughs> Is that where he got this oh, from? Because oh. they would have had the technology back then, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandro, he does say the elves are mischievous and, and tricksy, but good at heart, right? Yeah. So maybe the elves stole it from the CIA. <laughs> Oh, I'd take that. That yeah. sounds pretty cool. Yeah, sounds like a better movie than this one. But also, I, I just remembered, the, the computer also has the database of all the good and naughty kids on it. Which is a lot of information. He's going to yeah. be storing that on a cloud. How? <laughs> well, he's in the he's in the sky, Sergio. There's lots of clouds around. <laughs> There's all, lots of clouds in there for that, actually. That's a good point. Maybe the sleigh runs like it's got its own server in it so that it can have all this information saved. That would probably make sense. The, the, the technology is probably all wired together, so... It, it's, it's been done the dumb way or the smart vehicle way of it's all integrated together, which means if one thing fails, the whole thing fails, I think. Uh, so more technology related to Santa Claus. He has a magical thing that turns him into tiny specks of CGI that allows him to float down chimneys. Not just any tiny specks, they're little baubles. I was wondering what they were. Yeah. And then I paused it to look at them and I'm like, what the fuck are these things? They're little baubles. Oh, they're little baubles. They reminded me of this um, this show we used to get here in Australia called Planet Cook. I don't know if you've ever seen Planet Cook. Uh, it actually r- reminded me more of um, Cyberspace, actually. Oh, it's quite... Well, I mean, yeah, it's all the same era of kids' show. Correct, correct. Man, Planet Cook was great, though. <laughs> Yeah? That giant, like, Shrek guy yeah. being like, you got to fucking cook. <laughs> All while these tiny blue baubles are counting down the challenge. Holy crap, what the <laughs> hell is this nightmare show? <laughs> I remember this. Not, not because of the people Planet Cook, like Cook and the weird Shrek monster. Don't know what the <laughs> fuck that's about. But... I recognize the blue yeah. fucking blob things. Well, that's what this movie reminded me of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they are very similar to um to cyberspace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, crap. This has opened, like, 
a, a new memory that I didn't know I had of some <laughs> cursed TV show. What the fuck is this? It was a fucked show. I loved it. I would never watch it again. Oh my god, Tiny Planets. I remember Tiny Planets. Bing and bong. Yeah, bing and bong. Oh my goodness. That also had weird fucked orb effects. Yeah, CGI. Holy shit, Bing and Bong are cursed. I loved Bing and Bong. I think a few years ago, I watched like a bunch of Bing and Bong episodes with some friends on like a Discord call. <laughs> and we were all like, oh my god, this is aged very interestingly. Yeah. Oh, that would have. Yeah. Do you know, that would be the best trip ever if you, you got high, super high, and watched Bing and Bong. Ah, that would be it. Oh, I'd be down for that. Early 2000s kids shows were fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he turns into tiny baubles to float down the chimney. He also pauses time. Yeah. Now, I want to know, because during the movie, the pause time effect happens a lot. Yeah. They're constantly pausing and unpausing time. Does that pause time in a certain vicinity? Or does it pause time overall on the globe? Because stuff is still happening when they've paused time. People are still moving. Santa's still doing stuff. People outside of those characters who are pausing time are still doing things. Well, that's the interesting question. Because if you were going to answer it realistically, obviously no. Mm. Because the whole point is Santa does it in one night, right? Yeah, so if he's pausing a vicinity, time's still going on outside of that, so he would still be on the clock to deliver these presents. Yeah, it would just be the equivalent of just freezing people in place. Mm -hmm. But if the whole point is this is how he gets around doing it all in one night, then it obviously freezes time everywhere for everyone. Yeah. But it's not displayed well on screen because we cut between shots where they've frozen everyone and they're stealing stuff and doing all these things. Yeah. And then we cut to Santa doing other things and we come back and they're still stealing stuff in the one place and they're still frozen. frozen house. So maybe the movie's not shown in chronological order or... No. I, I think it's... To make this movie fucking work because it's a piece of shit and it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> no, it's great. It, it, it would have to be shown in non-chronological order. It would have to be, yeah. Because it would not make sense otherwise. But yeah, the... Uh, the the, the way the movie's displayed, it only freezes a certain vicinity of people. Yeah, exactly. Also, w w when the people are frozen too, it's obvious the actor's just holding still because they're still breathing. Oh, yeah. They're still yeah, slightly yeah, yeah. moving. It's great. I love this movie. It's so dumb. This is such a good film. I love that because I had that revelation when he's in the big, um, when Brian Cranston's in the big mansion. Yeah. And it's only him moving around. So I imagined the set where you've got loads of these extras who are meant to sit still and they all just sit there listening to Brian Cranston going, what? Oh, I'll take some of that. <laughs> like, that would have been so dumb. Uh, so that's the second piece of Santa technology. The third piece is the presents. Now, he's got a big sack of presents. How does he fit all the presents in there? They're all shrunk. He shrinks the presents, puts them in the bag, takes them out of the bag, unshrinks them. They go back to normal size. That is smart. I like the Santa technology in this movie. I think this is the canon Santa technology. In my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this makes the most sense. Yeah. This is this is clearly where the most thought... And it because it's, like, sci-fi technology, where obviously even today we can't make technology that works like that. Like, yeah. it still works nowadays as just sci-fi technology. And 
is definitely the better part of their technology because with the rest of it, they try and relate it to real-life technology, which they don't understand. Whereas this, they're just like, fantasy bullshit, go. It's pretty good. I like it as well. I like it as well. It does have the same problem as Ant-Man, uh, because they are similar technologies. Uh, working Theory, Santa is Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Santa's Hank Pym, or Hank Pym got the stuff from Santa. Oh, or stole it off him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because it's always like Santa as a figure, was only popular after the Coca-Cola ad. So that was, like, what, 1920-ish, I think? So Santa's only been around since 1920. I would say that Hank Pym was probably born in, like, 1930-ish, mm, you know? Mm, mm. Okay, I see. Yeah, no, uh, Santa's a corporate shill for Coca-Cola, whose only sole existence is to um, perpetuate the cycle of capitalism. That's true. And as we see in the movie, Santa's a bit fucked. (laughs) So, yeah. So then what happens is, because Santa, yes, he's smart and has all the technology. He's also a bit of a dumb cunt because he accidentally unfreezes time. And then Nick and Danny are like, oh, my God, it's Santa. And then Santa's like, oh, I've got to get out of here. And then he trips and he knocks himself out. Yeah, like, so how did this man, how did this not happen already? Oh, I think this happens all the time, but we don't hear about it. Yeah. Because all the kids are already asleep. And so he just kills the parents. Oh, yeah. He just, he just pulls out a Glock. Bang, bang. Also, how does Santa not have mind wipe technology? Yeah. How's he got, no, maybe uh, maybe he does. Maybe. Uh, We just don't see it. Maybe he works for the men in black. Mm, That would make more sense. Maybe he's an alien. Fuck Men in Black International. I want Men in Black Santa Claus. <laughs> men in Black. Just the rich kids. Because poor kids don't get presents. Yeah. That's one of my favourite uh, Santa questions that doesn't get answered in this film. They go over rich people getting more stuff, right? Yeah. But they don't go over the fact that rich kids also get more presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that because Santa has to... Do that to try and... No, 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 well, because in the movie, the parents also get presents and then pretend it's from Santa. But Santa gives the kids one present. Yeah. Like, he only gives each kid one present. So so I think it's the case of the rich parents buy the rich kids heaps and heaps of presents, and then Santa just adds one more. Oh! I think is maybe how it goes. That, that That's definitely one explanation. The other explanation is that Santa has to keep up the illusion that he doesn't exist. Oh. So he has to give the rich kids more presents. Wait, so does that mean that every parent knows that Santa's real because they keep getting presents that they never... No, no. There is, there, is a, there, there is another movie, I can't remember which one, that explains it that... The parent always thinks it's the other parent that gets the presents. Oh, that's so dumb, but okay. Which is very dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of my favorites, because it doesn't explain how does a single parent deal with this or yeah. anything like that. But yeah, no. Yeah. Well, single parents don't exist. So. Oh, <laughs> this right. is Disney. Every single family is a man and a woman and then three kids. <laughs> uh, so then... Danny is like, well, I guess we've got to go deliver all the presents. And Nick's like, oh, I could steal stuff from the houses and then pay back my debt. Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing is Santa's now dead. Yep. And they are, they are like, oh, cool. We have this new technology now. We have the, the Pokeball of shrinking and freezing time and teleporting. And uh, we have this technological sleigh, which can fly for no real reason we could obtain. Mm. But... 
this means we have two options. One, we can go and complete Christmas for some reason. Or just try to wake up Santa could also work. No, 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 no. He's dead. <laughs> okay, he's dead. So, so that, that sounds like a third option, Sandro. We're not considering that right now. We're only going with two options. All right, all right, all right. The other option is we go and rob all the rich people of all their stuff while they can't do anything about it. And then sell it online for lots of money. I'd do that. You would steal loads of things using this technology. You would go around and freeze rich people and steal all their stuff. Probably. Uh, well, you're thinking too little, Sandro. <laughs> That's the thing. This movie thinking far too little. I would use this technology to take over the world, Sandro. Oh, I mean, you could do that too pretty easily, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I think if I had this technology, I would do what they did. I would... Uh, take the rich people's stuff and then give it to the homeless, but then also <laughs> keep some for myself. <laughs> mm. I take over the elves. I probably kill Sander, chop him up into tiny pieces. Wow. Scatter them in the Bermuda Triangle. Because, like, no one knows that the Sander exists, so, like, even if they find the parts, they're not going to yeah. trace it back to me. They'll be like, who the fuck is this thing? Okay, all right. So He's probably not even human, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, because they would have to prove that Santa exists beforehand before they can charge you with murder, right? Exactly. No, no court's going to accept that Santa exists. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha, free murder. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think I'd do a lot of good in the world and also just be a bit of a larrikin, you know? Just be a bit of a larrikin, a loose larrikin. I would, yeah, I would, I would rule the world with an iron fist from my throne of lies. I would uh, steal all the greatest technology in the world and make a fortress, uh, an impenetrable fortress, yeah. where I would not make any contact with anyone. Oh, you'd be the Wizard and... of Oz, but instead of Oz, it's the whole world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be the Wizard of Oz, and uh, from my Wizard of Oz Tower of Doom, I would rule the world. Wow, sounds good. Uh, threatening and, you know, causing destruction wherever because I could, because I could freeze time. Uh, but you'd also make sure that everyone in the world subscribes to your Patreon too. Oh, obviously. Yeah. I need to make some dosh. But here's the problem, right? Because I keep freezing time, right? Time still goes on for me, right? Yeah, you get old. Or does it? I don't even know if that's... No, I think uh, you would. But Santa's immortal. Yeah. So maybe we keep Santa alive to uh, to give the, uh, the immortality a remedy or whatever. We do a blood transfusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep Santa alive to keep his immortal blood. Yes. I want to see. Yes. I want to see this movie where someone captures Santa and then uses them to become an immortal demon that takes over the world. I would definitely watch that. So yeah, they're just flying around stealing stuff. <laughs> uh, Danny has the naughty and nice list, and he's kind of seen why some of the kids are naughty. And then he's giving them presents to then help them not be naughty. Like, there's one kid uh, who's a bit of a hothead, got some anger issues. So he gives him a punching bag to let that steam out, you know? Danny's turned on. Honestly, would be a smarter person than Santa, because Danny cares. Danny's been on the naughty list. Danny knows what it's like. Danny wants to help these kids. <laughs> Daddy's, Danny's been on the inside, yeah. you know? He's been there. He's seen things. I actually loved this part of the movie. It's a great idea. Yeah. And, like, the whole naughty and nice list thing, I think, is dumb. And the fact that they've added some sort of nuance to it, I think, is surprising. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, like, to treat the problem, not to, to 
repeatedly punish a kid because he keeps being naughty is to actually solve the problem as to why he's being naughty to begin with so he's not naughty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. No, it's good. Brian Cranston is like, oh yeah, I could have been a rock star. I was really good at guitar, but Santa didn't give me a guitar. And so I've turned to a life of crime. Yeah, which is oddly depressing for this movie. I think that's really good. I think that's smart. By the end, he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to take over a new leaf. Not everything is as black as white as I thought. Exactly. I was just labeling kids. If they did one thing naughty, they were a naughty kid and I hated them. But now I realize that things are more black and white. And I like that Santa learns a lesson. Because usually, in these sort of movies, Santa's the god figure. No interesting character stuff is done with him. And this, Santa learns a lesson. And I think that makes this one of the best Christmas movies of all time. I hate you. Um, so Danny and Nick are off doing that for the, uh, the rest of the movie. Uh, the other two kids befriend Santa and try and get the sleigh back, basically. Yeah, they find a strange man knocked out (laughs) in their house. They tie him up and he goes, oh, I'm Santa. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So they go out onto the streets to try and get to, like, the technology store so that they can hack into the sleigh. (laughs) Yeah, don't question it. And they come across a gang of vagabonds who are playing Christmas hip-hop music from their car. Hell yeah. And they get into a fight with Santa. (laughs) Yeah, I thought they were going to solve this problem by him being like, Oh, hey, it's it's you, uh, Hector. You were a naughty kid most of your life. Yeah. But here, I've got your present. And he gives him a present and it's like, oh, it's the toy he always wanted. Nope. Nope. Doesn't happen here. No. Santa goes out to st- to go toe-to-toe with one of them. He does. And I was like, oh shit, is he going to beat him up with Santa magic? I was hoping so. This is going to be sweet. I was really hoping so. No, it's a bit more uncomfortable than that. He tickles him. <laughs> he tickles him. He goes, And of course the guy's like, I I love this. <laughs> this is dumb and absurd, and I think it's very uh, funny. I think Santa's got a tickle fetish. I think that's what oh, is no. up with Santa. Yeah. Oh, this ruins the movie for me. No, Sandra, why could you imagine that? Hey, look, I'm not going to kink shame Santa, but ask for consent first. Good Lord. He's a bit of a Michael Jackson guy, this Santa Claus, isn't he? Forever a kid and not asking for people's consent to tickle. <laughs> Okay, alright, I'm gonna stop you before you stop, you start saying anything else, Sancho, good lord. Alright, Santa does it like a cool kickflip off the wall, it looks pretty cool, and then he tickles the bad guy, the bad guy's like, haha Santa, you're alright, mm. I like you, we can get along. And so he helps them find the laptop store. Yes. On the way to the laptop store, we get a quote from Santo where he's like, I can't believe it. Danny is in cahoots with Nick. I'll have to have him on the naughty list for life. And I'm going to tell the Easter Bunny. The only way that young man will ever get eggs is if he <laughs> lays them himself. <laughs> so yeah, they hack into the sleigh. And then Danny's like, oh crap, here. Do you know how to stop? Being hacked, I'm going to turn it off and on again. So he turns the sleigh off and on again. And the sleigh flying effect is not amazing. It's just like a green screen and and it's on like um, a machine thing that's blowing air at them. Yeah. But the dropping looked solid. Yeah, yeah. I think they sold it pretty well. Yeah, they have to to do an emergency landing. Uh, Luckily, they are currently going to a rich people's house because... 
as Uncle Nick explained, they should swap the food for the rich people with the poor people. That way the rich people get a taste of the poor people food. Yeah. And the poor people get a taste of the rich people's food. But what would actually happen was the poor people would get a good meal and all the staff at the rich people place would be fired. Yeah, that's kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it, it's, it's not quite uh, uh, a foolproof plan. No, not quite. Ah, oh, once again, capitalism ruins everything. Yeah. That plan would have gone well if it wasn't for that cheeky capitalism. It's always, it's always the root of all our problems. But yeah, Nick Nick's actually just there to steal from the rich. There to steal. And Danny figures it out. He's like, you were just stealing their jewels. I can't believe it. And he gets the shrink ray and he unshrinks everything that Danny's stolen and he's put into his costume. And it all comes out. And, oh, he's on top of a mountain of cars and and cabinets and fancy shit. Yeah, because what he did, he went to every house and he shrunk down anything that was valuable and put it in his shirt. Yeah. And then Danny's like, fuck you. I can't believe it. Oh, you bitch. Oh, I hate you. I'm turning into Jesse Pinkman, bitch. Fucking hell. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I get a movie called El Camino and I'm in it. And then he's like, oh, no, it looks like I better call Saul. Oh, I get it. I get it because this is a guy from Breaking Bad. He's the main character. He is. Yeah, no. And so Dan's like, fuck you, Nick. I'm leaving and leaves. Uh, he, he goes back to their house to give the sleigh back to Santa, which is honestly, I don't know why he didn't think of doing that earlier. Mm -hmm. I guess he was just trying to, um, you know, enjoy having time with his, uh, uncle, but I guess that's ruined because his uncle's a giant piece of shit. Yeah. Big crypto bro guy. So then he's like, Hey, sorry, Santa about everything. And Santa's like, yeah, it's fine. I guess I die. I'm done with the job in general. So whatever. Yeah. And then Nick's on his way home uh, and he's going to catch the bus. But, oh, who pulls up and asks for directions to the house where his family is? Why? It's the bad guys. Yeah, it's those two crypto uh, enthusiasts from the start who got scammed and Elliot, the big tough guy. Yeah. Oh, we didn't we didn't talk about the chase scene. Oh, we didn't talk about the chase scene. Yeah, yeah. What happened uh, is Nick... Runs away from Elliot, mm. and he runs into like a mall Santa in the bathroom. Like he runs in, and so he steals uh, the Santa costume off this uh, Santa. Yes, and then runs home. So the whole movie, he's wearing this stolen Santa costume. He is, yeah. Which is what is why he's like, oh, we'll be Santa and we'll do all these things. And so, yeah, the, uh, the, the bad guys go to his house and he's like, oh, crap, I need to go follow them. So he hops on the bus to go uh, follow the bad guys to make sure that they don't, I don't know, beat up his nephews. And, yeah, he arrives and Santa's there and Santa's like, oi, you suck. And Nick's like, yep, yeah, I do. Oh, no, the bad guys are coming. Yeah, and then the bad guys rock up and Santa's like, ha-ha, I'm going to use my tickling technique. But then Elliot's immune to tickling. Oh, my God. First he's going to tickle you, then he's going to tickle me. That's non-consensual. Oh, my, my God. God. 
<laughs> and then uh, and then Nick shows up and he's like, I've learned a valuable lesson. We need to review that movie on Patreon. How haven't we done that yet? I'm adding that to the list immediately. He's like, I've learned a valuable lesson. I'm not going to steal anything anymore. And hey, Elliot, you're just a, a little man in your big, big shoulders. And Elliot's like, ha, 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 ha. And all the bad guys are like, ha, 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 ha. And then Brian Cranston shrinks Elliot down to a very small man. And he's like, bye-bye, you're too small. Yeah. And so the bad guys leave. The bad guys are like, shit, they got shrinking powers. We're out of here. And uh, then uh, Santa's like, thank you very much. You've saved Christmas, even though you really didn't. And because you've done all this work, I have now realized that I have been operating on a pure black and white world. And while I may be Michael Jackson, it is not black. And white. Oh, I get it, because it doesn't matter if you're black and white. Oh, that was the joke you were trying to do earlier, Sandra. Yeah. It was so bad, I didn't get it yeah. at all till yeah. this point. So instead, I'm going to beat it, oh. because what I've been doing is bad. You've really had a thriller of a night, <laughs> and so up. I'm out of here. On, on level, on par with the writing of this movie, though, to be fair. Um, and then, um, and then yeah, uh, Santa leaves. They go, they wake up next morning, and oh, the presents have arrived. Everything's all right. It's all good, it's all good. And there's presents under the Christmas tree, they're all getting what they want. But Nick sees, oh, there's a present for him. Oh my god, it's the guitar he always wanted as a child that he was neglected and stopped him from becoming a famous musician. And he's too old now, but he he has a look and he's like, this is great. He reads the note and the note says, To my favourite naughty boy, which is very kinky. Oh my god, Santa. <laughs> Ooh, oh, Santa, you, you scamp. Ooh. He plays the guitar and it's... Kind of depressing because he says, oh, I've got to sell this to pay off my debts, right? Yeah. So in the end, he's selling off that guitar, right? So he doesn't actually get it. Mm. That's very depressing. It's true. It is quite sad. But he gets to do a song, though. He does Jingle Bells. Yeah, he gets to do a little ballad at the end. A little little shindig. A little, little song. And that is the movie, Twas the Night. This is a long episode because there's so much shit in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot to talk about. I, I, look, this film has a lot of issues. Um, mm-hmm. It's very earnest and wholesome, which makes it kind of annoying and cringy at points. Uh, but honestly, and I hate Christmas movies. Honestly, this is w- one of the funniest things I've seen. <laughs> with Christmas in it and it was never boring it was constantly entertaining and the acting's not annoying aside from the little girl when she's like being all nerdy that was kind of annoying but the rest was fine and yeah I wouldn't watch this again but I'm glad that I watched it so I'm giving Twas the Night a goodie a goodie (laughs) this is a funny Christmas movie that I enjoyed well, well, perhaps I wasn't in the the Christmas mood, but I disagree. <laughs> it's fucking trash. This is an oldie. I'm never watching no. this piece of shit ever again. It was it was fine, but good lord, I never want to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> I'm just gonna go watch the Santa Claus. That's a good one. And get all my from there. The Santa Claus is pretty good. I want to watch the TV show that's just come out, the continuation where he's going to die or something. He's got like Santa cancer or whatever the fuck. Oh my god, that's horrible. 
<laughs> Maybe we should watch that. We won't review it for anything, but you'll come over and we'll just binge the whole season. That does sound fun. Uh, an oldie and a goodie for Twas the Night. I'm surprised that I gave it that, uh, <laughs> and I might regret it, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like someone should give it, because it's, it's really not that bad. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty fun, uh, and it was clever at some points. It's just, yeah... I'm sick of these Christmas movies. I'm also sick of Christmas movies, and I'm glad that we're never going to do another Disney Channel original film uh, for the foreseeable Whew. future. But also, I kind of miss them. They're not good, but they're so there's so much in all of them that they're very fun to talk about. Mm. Honestly, it's fallen off since Zetus Lapidus. Which you gave a goodie and I gave an oldie, so it's kind of reversed now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, ca- it's come full circle. Yeah. That's because I, I like sci-fi but not this one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, music fans. Gordon Lightfoot is one of the greatest folk rock artists of all time, and now there's a podcast celebrating and discussing his work song by song. It's called Carefree Highway Revisited, and every episode, your host, that's me, Mike Messner, will examine one of Gordon's songs with the help of a special guest. So, if that's your cup of tea, give us a listen and give us a follow wherever you get your listening matter. That's Carefree Highway Revisited, a proud member of the That's Not Canon podcast network. All right, well, let's greatly improve Twas the Night. I didn't mind it, but we are going to make it better by uh, combining it with another movie and doing a little bit of a Chrissy crossover. It's all thanks to a random number generator. We'll give me the number of an episode uh, that we've done and a crossover between the movie from that episode and Twas the Night. I got number 54, which I think is an end-of-the-year episode. Oh, it might be another Christmas one. Uh, 54 is not an end-of-the-year episode. Oh. It is not a Christmas episode. Yeah. But it is a snowy episode. Oh. Because it's about, it's about uh, skiing, and it's called Hot Dog oh. the Movie. Oh, Hot Dog the Movie! Well, that works. Skiing and Christmas, that's relatively... You could link that together, you know? You could definitely link that together. If you haven't heard that episode, that movie was something. It certainly was the first film we did in 2020. That's what I'll say. Uh, It's about a bunch of teens who go skiing, but also get up to random sex crimes. Uh, Because it's the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way of describing it. Which way do we want to make this go? Do we want to make this a wholesome skiing movie? Mm. Or do we want to make this, like, uh, a sexy uh, movie that involves weird cult-like Santa abilities? Oh, no, no. I know exactly what it is. So in Twas the Night, Danny says when he graduates high school, he's going to go for a year overseas. That's true. So he spends that year... In 
Alaska, let's say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Danny's all grown up now. And they talked about this whole movie. He's, he's, he's going to go with his uncle. They're going to go overseas and they're going to go partying with the babes yeah. and all that stuff. Exactly, exactly. So that's what they do. They, they go to Alaska. They go to a skiing resort and they're partying and they're skiing. There's love interest. She's like a rich girl, right? And he goes, oh, ooga, I want some of that. And so he approaches her and she's like, ew, no. Mm. And so then Dan, uh, Dan goes back to Nick and he's like, oh, I want to hang out with this girl, but she doesn't want to hang out with me. And Nick's like, don't worry, buddy. I'll help you put on the charm. We just got to pretend you're super rich. Yeah. Right? Oh, right, right, right. And so they're pretending they've gone back to their old ways of being a little bit of a scam artist because they're tricking people into thinking they're rich. So, like, he convinces her that he's super rich. And then they go out snowboarding and other things where... Uh, they discover Santa's discarded sleigh. Exactly. They're going out and they're like, oh, wait, what's this sleigh doing here? I remember this. Yeah. Santa, something's up with Santa. And they've not only got to bang the babes and uh, ski the slopes, but they've also got to save Christmas. Because mm. Santa's been kidnapped by a bunch of German terrorists. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, no! Because <laughs> that was in Hot Dog the Movie. <laughs> oh, right. And you see, they've gone up this tower and they've got loads of people hostages. Oh, no! And so Danny has to crawl through the vents. And it's the ultimate Christmas movie. This is just the movie Violet Night that's coming out <laughs> this week. Oh, all oh, right. There you go. There you go. No, I was doing Die Hard. Yeah, no, the movie Violent Night is Die Hard, but with Santa. It's out in like a couple of weeks. Oh, nice. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm seeing it on Wednesday with Rob. A little sneaky preview. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so uh, Santa gets kidnapped and then he has to do a Die Hard. Mm. Where, of course, he le- uh, the, the rich girl learns to fall in love with him and she doesn't care that he's actually a poor person. No, that's a nice wholesome ending. I want to see, because yep. Santa's been kidnapped, we see Santa getting kidnapped and it's all quite, you know, it's all that. But, but we also get scenes very similar to the best Police Academy film, Police Academy 4, where uh-huh. Lassard is nice to his captives. We've got Santa making friends with the German people who have kidnapped him. Yeah, because he'll do that thing, which I love, which is he knows all their names and whether they've been good or nice and what gifts they wanted. Yeah, and one of them is nice. One of them's only there because their brother is like, a criminal and wanted help and Santa's like you're actually the nice one you know yeah like his his mother has 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 uh needs heart surgery and needs money for the heart surgery sort of thing and it ends with them skiing away from an explosion yeah yeah <laughs> nice and what what do we call this movie hot santa <laughs> no. um he's, he's very sexy this whole film twas the night too hot Dog in the slopes. <laughs> That's the only can't say. Well, because hot dog is like a skiing move, right? Because like the hot dog is a skiing move. Hot dog in the slopes. 
Uh, hot dog and Santa. <laughs> oh, and we get a sex scene with Santa and Mrs. Claus, or just like some random lady at the skiing resort. Yeah. And there's so much tickling. Oh my God. That's why Santa's there. He's trying to get it on. Yeah, he is. Oh, he's been dumped. Yeah. Santa's been dumped. So he's, you know, he's yeah, off. Yeah, so he's taking a break. He's He's also going to this Alaskan resort to get it on. And that's how the Germans like kidnap him is because he's he's taken a holiday. Oh, uh, and if you're wondering why Germans uh, have listened to the episode of Hot Dog the movie, <laughs> oh yeah, they're just the bad guys in that one for some reason. Yeah. Anyway, it's time for raving reviews. This is the part of the show where I go to Rotten Tomatoes and I get the user audience reviews for this movie because. We can't grab the critics' reviews because there's only four of them. And also, they're all corporate shills. They are. They're all paid off by Disney, aside from the ones who gave it a negative review because they're paid off by Netflix. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> Yeah, they're both corporate shills, <laughs> but for different corporations. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have to go to the audience score to get the real takes unfortunately there were none yep because this is the <laughs> because there was like barely any reviews for this movie but i grabbed a few of them i've grabbed four of the best ones okay and i've also put in my own review which you will easily guess because i haven't put in effort okay. i'm too bad at you interesting all right <laughs> roy says plausible solutions to santa's trade uh, plausible solutions to santa's trade. i mean it's true it's true, though. Mm. Uh, quite plausible. I'm going to say that's a, that's a pretty positive review. I'm going to say three out of five. Does seem like a positive review, but it's actually a 0. 0.5. Oh, no. That's the most negative one. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I don't know. We have uh, Anya, who says, not a big fan. The movie was too sad for me to really enjoy it. Wait, what? Yeah. How is this movie sad? As in... The movie is so bad that it's sad, or the movie genuinely made me, like, genuinely made you feel sad, which I don't... Well, I think the movie does have a rather depressing uh, message, because he has to sell his guitar at the end to pay off his debts. Oh, yeah. Um, he had to uh, rob things from the rich... Uh, the rich just get more presents and other things. Nothing is solved in this movie. A mm -hmm. lot of naughty kids aren't actually treated for their naughty problems. Mm. They just get punished for them. Yep. So maybe it is just a sad film, Sandra. Maybe. I don't know. I think this person is going to give it a one out of five review. It's actually a 2.5. What? 2.5. I don't. Okay. All right. We have PB who says, I have to admit, I actually liked it a bit smiley face that would be my review i have to admit i actually liked it a bit i'm gonna give that a solid three out of five stars actually that review was more negative than the previous one uh didn't you know it's actually fucking hell this is why letterbox <laughs> is better because you can give it a heart but also give it a, a negative rating yes but it's really funny to torture you david says a christmas movie that i was able to get all the way through. Not great, but not terrible. The storyline is somewhat enjoyable, and, and it's always fun to see Brian Cranston before he became Walter White. That's true, and uh, pretty pretty close to my uh, my thoughts as well. A Christmas movie that I actually finished, which is amazing. I will say this review is a solid three stars. It is three stars. There you go. You got one on the board. Well done. 
And maybe you can guess this reviewer's uh, rating. And it's uh, Kyle, who says, Sandro Felce is on my naughty list. <laughs> oh! Oh my! <laughs> Gonna get a bit of a tickle! Oh um, <laughs> ugh. I'll... Oh, sorry, they added another thing. Oh. Fuck you, Sandro. <laughs> I hate you. There we go. Sorry, they just added that. Ah, uh, that's probably going to be a 0. 0.5. I uh, it's actually a 1 out of 5. No. Because fuck you! <laughs> it wasn't that bad of a film. I'm not giving it a 0. 0.5. I only got but... one right, and that was yours, so I technically <laughs> get a point, yeah. so I got two points. Let's go. You got two points. You got two points. Uh, well, that's the episode. Give me that extra point just for Christmas. Yeah, you know? just for Christmas. That's the episode right there. Thanks so much for listening, uh, as always. <sighs> if you enjoyed this episode, I'm glad, because it sounds like Zach didn't. <laughs> I enjoyed the episode, the movie on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, if you like the show and want to um, potentially help us out, we appreciate everyone who reviews us on Apple Podcasts and gives us a little rating on Spotify. Uh, we can't read out the reviews on Spotify because you aren't allowed to write one. So if you want to rate us on Spotify and then send us an email at oldiebuttagoodypod at gmail.com and say, hey, I rated mm. you on Spotify and this would be my review, then we'll read it out. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Simon. Because he uh, signed up for our Patreon, which you can find at oldiebuttagoody.patreon. Uh, it's the other way around. Patreon.com slash oldiebuttagoody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash oldiebuttagoody. Yeah, yeah, look, I, I, I had the right idea, though. You, you, you had the right idea, wrong execution, just like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, indeed. Uh, you can sign up to the Patreon to get ad-free episodes and also bonus episodes like... Friday the 13th, which is out on Wednesday. Very excited to jump into that series. That's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, and the uh, you get early episodes on Patreon too, like 12 hours early. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. If I yeah, edit yeah, them yeah. in time, because sometimes I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that's everything, yeah. Oh, 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 and one last thing that I forgot to mention up top um, is that, uh, yeah, th- this is the start of December. We are only going to do three episodes this month, usually... We have an episode dropping on Christmas. We're taking that week off. Um, We will still be doing the end of year, year in review episode, but that'll be out um, after New Year's. Yeah. Because we need a break after this one. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't want to do another Christmas movie. Uh, So yeah, a little heads up on that. Uh, It's only like a one week break though, because we will still continue to make content every week until our brains fry. Um, Yeah, (laughs) if they're not already. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Speaking of, you've got to pick the movie for next week's episode. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it because this is December, so I can only suspect there's going to be like five Christmas movies. There's no there's no Christmas movies in this what this list of options here. What I know, it's surprising. What instead you've got Iris which is a biopic about the life of novelist Iris Murdoch. No relation. What? No relation. What? You've got a comedy called Not Another Teen Movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. A parody of teen high school movies from the 90s. Uh, Chris Evans is is in that one. That's one of his 
uh, first main roles that he ever got in a film. Oh, there you go, there you go. Yeah, and we love parodies. Uh, you've got a comedy called The Royal Tenenbaums, which I've been meaning to watch for a while, actually. I think it's Wes Anderson's first film. Uh, it's about three siblings who are very successful but not close. When their father announces they are dying, they have to reunite, and hilarity ensues. Oh, great. Owen Wilson, Ben Stiller, Gene Hackman, oh, wow. Gwyneth Paltrow, oh, Bill wow. Murray. Wow, that is a that is a big comedy. Yeah. Owen Wilson actually co-wrote it, too. He's a part of the writing team of that one. Oh, well, there you go. So, a potentially good comedy. Uh, You've got The Other Side of Heaven, a movie about a Mormon missionary uh, during the 1950s. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And uh, your final option is called Vanilla Sky, which is a Tom Cruise vehicle. Uh, Speaking of vehicles, he's in a vehicle and it crashes. And then he starts to question the existence of his reality. It's like a psychological thriller, drama, sci-fi, kind of Donnie Darko-esque, but a little bit more for adults. Wow, that sounds pretty interesting. and sounds like it would make a cool podcast. But going back to Chris Evans... (laughs) (laughs) You said no to Christmas, but you said yes to Chris Evans. To Chris... Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, I should say. Christmas. You want to do Not Another Teen Movie? I mean, I've heard from the grapevine that some people enjoy that movie specifically. Some people being people you know? I don't know. Not Another te- I've heard of that one. That's uh, parody of teen movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't we do, uh, what's it? Uh, American Pie or No, we definitely did not. I like... would have killed uh, you <laughs> if you picked American Pie. No, we did, um, uh, what was it? Uh, the Jack Black movie. Saving Silverman. No, 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 not the movie. The parody of The, the Counselors. Oh, Wet Hot. Yeah, Wet Hot American Summer. That's a parody of 80s teen movies. Are you saying we complete the parody of teen movies? That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying we've watched that movie, which is a parody of teen camp counsellor murder movie, just just like tropes in general. Whereas this one is a parody of just general team. Maybe we could yeah. we could be, we could do a little comparison. Yeah. We got a previous knowledge on that situation. You yeah. know what? That's a pretty good idea. Because yeah, we, we've done the camp, but we haven't done the high school, and this is the high school. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, that's my that's my thoughts. Uh, let's do not another teen movie as the second last episode of the year. Uh, and uh, buzz, uh yep. <laughs> damn my man, damn my man. My God. That's your favourite quote from the movie? Damn my man. Damn my man. <laughs> Damn my man. My favourite quote would be, Oh, coochie, 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 coochie. I'm a Santa Claus, and I'm going to tickle you. Oochie, mm. oochie, oochie. I hate that, actually. That was <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes me oh. very uncomfortable. I'm going to redo it. I'll do a different quote. <clears throat> coochie, 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 coochie. Oh, no, I did it again. <laughs> no, no. That's just the, the same feeling I got when we did another Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, no, I did it again. Did it again. 